Well, good evening and uh, welcome to our Bible study. Now, as you know, we're going through the book of Job and this evening we're going to look at Job chapter 38, verse 4 through to verse 21. So let's read together Job 38, starting at verse 4. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off the dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were the foundations set, or who laid its cornerstone, while the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind the doors, when it burst forth from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment, and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it, and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, This far you may come, no further, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place, that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied the light, and their up, upraised arm, upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the vast expanse of the earth? Tell me, if you know all this, what is the way of the abode of light, and where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their place? Do you know the paths to where, to their dwelling? Surely you know, for you were already born. You have lived so many years. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this, your word, and we ask your blessing upon it as we uh, gather around it this evening. And we pray that you might just open it up to our understanding, that we might hear what you want us to hear, that we might take on board the things that you are saying to us through these words of Job. And we just ask your continued blessing upon us as we go forward. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's have a look at this passage together. You know, we know that God won't tell Job about the things that happened in heaven, the things that caused him to suffer. But he will help him understand why he doesn't need to know these things. The reason is basically that Job is Job and God is God. And this is something that, like Job, we need to understand. I was thinking about the words of the hymn, There is a green hill far away. Listen to these words and just think about them. We may not know and we cannot tell what pains he had to bear, but we believe it was for us he hung and suffered there. Okay, just in that one line of the hymn, we have so much because it's telling us that we can't fully understand what it meant for Jesus to die on the cross. But even though we don't fully understand it, we do believe it. And we do believe that he died for us. But God understands the deep 
deep love that he has for his son. And Jesus understands the deep, deep love that he has for you and me. We may not understand the depth of that love, but we understand it enough to be able to trust in his love because we know who we are and we know who God is. And this is what Job is beginning to learn. When we come to verse 4 through to 7, God is a far greater architect than Job has or could ever realize. Verse 4 through to 5, let's read it together. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know who stretched a measuring line across it. On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? God the Father was there when these happened. God the Son was there when these happened. And God the Holy Spirit was there when these things happened. And the question is, where were you, Job? You know, this is a phrase that we might use to remind a person of their lack of knowledge so that they can begin to be helped in understanding why they don't fully understand, as they are shown that they understand enough to be able to believe and trust in what they don't fully understand. That might sound a little bit complicated the way I've said that, but really this is Job's faith in God. And it's what we read in Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. You know, I don't fully understand electricity. I wasn't there in 1752 when Benjamin Franklin flew a kite in a thunderstorm. I wasn't there in 1831 when Michael Faraday passed a magnet over a piece of copper wire to produce an electric current. And I wasn't there when Thomas Edison in 1879 invented the light bulb. Now, I don't fully understand electricity, but I understand enough to know and to believe that when I press the switch in a dark room, the light will come on and the darkness will disappear. I don't need to know exactly how or why Benjamin Franklin, Michael Faraday or Thomas Edison did what they did, but I know that I can trust in what they did. And we have here in this passage of Job words of reassurance from God to show Job that he can trust in what God has done. Why? Because it is God who has done it. And he can trust in what God is doing in his life. Why? Because it is God who is doing it. He doesn't understand it, but he can still trust in God. And in Job's case, God is allowing him to suffer. And the Lord is now telling Job what he will later in time, tell the Apostle Paul. You know that verse in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, Paul was suffering. Paul had asked God to remove it. And what did God say? Paul tells us that he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. You see, God didn't explain to Paul why, and he didn't remove it in his case. What did the Lord want Job to do? He wanted him to do what Paul said that he would do. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. They're the words of Paul. And you know, this is what Job has been doing. He doesn't fully realize it, but he has been doing this because we know that he said, and he never took this phrase away, that this phrase he hung on to all the way through his troubles. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job 1 verse 7. Remember we're talking about creation here. And verse 7 says, While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. What does God mean here when he refers to the morning stars? The stars that sang together and shouted with joy. Who are the morning stars? Well, in this context, they're not the stars that we see every night when we look up into the sky. They are those who were with God in Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1 verse 6. One day the angels, now in the ESV it says sons of God. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. You see, the morning stars, the heavenly beings who were there to observe the wonder of the work of creation, and their reaction was to sing and shout for joy, because, as God said, it was very good, and it was. Genesis 31, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And these are the morning stars who have witnessed what's been going on in heaven between Satan and God that has caused Job to suffer. But note the language in Job 38, verse 4 through to 7, the little bit that we're looking at at the moment. It has the word foundation, measured and marked out, footings, cornerstone, and it brings rejoicing you know, this description is a description of design. It's telling us there was great preparation. And it's telling us that there was order in creation. And here's the thing. It's also descriptive words of the gospel. The good news. That has foundation, is measured and marked out, has footings, a cornerstone, and it brings rejoicing. And it's also a description of the new heaven and the new earth. And they will be very good. But back to our passage for this evening. What about evil? Well, Job 38, verse 8 to 11. We can head this. Nothing is beyond God's control. Evil exists, but it is limited. Listen to verse 8 through to 11. This is God speaking. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? 
When I made the clouds its garments and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, This far you may come and no further, here is where your proud waves halt. Remember, this is descriptive language. It's poetic, it's prose. It's helping us to understand these things. And in those days, the sea for the ancients was an illustration of chaos and disorder. And the sea, while it's important, and it's an important element to our existence, it can be both a blessing and a danger. And as God has put boundaries on the sea, he has put limits on evil. We can think about this as we go back to Job chapter 1 and chapter 2. This is what we read in Job 1 verse 12. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your power. But not, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. See, there are the limits that God is putting on Satan. God is more powerful. And he says to him, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. And then when we come into chapter 2 of Job, into the second stage of what's happening to Job, the Lord said to Satan, very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. God is in control. Verse 12 through 15. Evil not only has its limits, it will one day be destroyed. Well, let's read those verses. As God speaks to Job, he says to Job, Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place, that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light, and their upraised arm is broken. Let's go back in the book of Job, chapter 9. And in Job, chapter 9, verse 5 to 6, Job has said this of God. Job said of God, he moves mountains without their knowing it and overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillars tremble. With this verse in mind and with what God is saying to Job, let's go through one of the Psalms. Psalm 104. This is a good Psalm to read in relation to what God is saying here. As the Psalmist in his psalm, praises God for his greatness. And as the power of his word is seen in creation. But just for this evening, listen to what he says in verse 5 uh, to 9. So it's Psalm 104, verse 5 to 9. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains, but at your rebuke the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder they took to flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. 
Now listen to what the psalmist says in the end of his psalm. This is Psalm 104, going down to verse 35. And it's a good psalm to read right the way through, but just these two verses for us this evening. Verse 35. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord. You see, this is all about the sovereignty of God. Just like the light of dawn removes the darkness of the night, there will be a new dawn that will remove the darkness completely. The darkness is seen as the preferred place of the wicked, but the wicked will no longer be in this place. John 3 verse 19 says this, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. One day, Evil will be removed and the darkness will be completely defeated. It's already defeated. But there's still things to happen. How can we know all of this? Because God knows all about the darkness. And we will see this in verse 16 through to 18 these are things that are known only to god there are things that we cannot know things that we cannot understand so let's read these verses 16 17 and 18 as again we remember that these are the words of god to job and he says to him have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recess of the deep have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanse of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. See, the Lord is asking Job if he knows everything about the world that we live in. He's asking him, does he know everything about the things beyond this world? Job himself might be standing at the gates of death, but... What does he know about what lies beyond death that God knows? And God knows and fully understands everything. The things that we can't understand and the things that we aren't told. You see, the Lord is speaking here to Job about the place where Jesus would go and return from in order that Satan, death and hell would be defeated. Job have you seen the darkness? Well, have you seen the darkness of the darkest place there is? The place that Jesus went for you and I and for Job. And the answer from Job is no. But these are the things that God knows all about. Let's go into the New Testament and look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This is... Jesus speaking to Peter. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. You see, God is in control. The gates of Hades will not overcome it. Evil will be dealt with. And again, in the words of Jesus in Revelation 1 verse 18... When he could say, I am the living one, 
I was dead, and now look, I am alive for ever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. God not only knows all about these deep things, but he is the sovereign God who is in complete control, as he is in control of the things that are happening in Job's life. Things that Job doesn't need to know. This is the God who will be in control, who is in control, and that control is throughout time and into eternity. Revelation 20 verse 14, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Awful lot for us to think about in these words that God is speaking to Job, and it's good for us to dwell on them. Just read through them again. But let's now go on to verse 19 through 21. And it's speaking about light and darkness. Verse 19 through to 21. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you were already born. You've lived so many years. You see, the Lord tells Job that just as he, God, is in control of the sun that rises and sets, bringing light and darkness to the world, he has control over spiritual light and spiritual darkness. That is the control over good and evil that is in the world. John 8 verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As we draw to a close this evening, and us as believers, as we walk in the light of the one who is the light of the world and the one, we will walk in or we will be the ones who will walk in the new world that has only light and no darkness so before we just wrap things up for this evening revelation 22 verse 5 there will be no more night they will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the lord god will give them light and they will reign forever and ever these are things that we, as believers, can look forward to. But let's just think about this as we consider what we've heard this evening. Why do we, as those who are trusting in the Lord, not have all the answers to the many questions that we ask of God? We see that Job has asked, Why has everything that I own been taken away from me? Why has my health deteriorated? And why am I racked with pain? Why can't my friends understand me? And why have people, people that I have helped, turn against, and now they turn against me? Why, Lord, do you not listen to my cries? That's what we've heard from Job. But, you know, our knowledge of the Lord 
is enough for us to understand that it is sin that separates us from God. We know that Jesus took our sins to the cross and paid the ransom price that was demanded by God. We know that we can have forgiveness by trusting and believing in what Jesus has done for us. And this is good news, good news that everyone is able to understand. When we take Jesus as our saviour, we can know God as our father. But here's the thing. We are his children, but we are still children. And our capacity to understand and know everything is beyond the bounds of our humanity. You know, Job and his friends have been trying to put God into a box. A box that they think God will fit into. They've been given their opinions. And some of the words they've said and some of the things they've come up with in the eyes of God are foolishness. And these are people who know God. And I want us to think as we close this evening of this. Very simple thing, but I think it is a profound thing. You know, we sing the chorus, and it's a good chorus. And I enjoy singing it, as I know that you do, and we will continue to sing this. And the chorus is, our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty, there's nothing that he cannot do. But here, Job is learning just how big God is, just how strong God is, and he's learning, learning how mighty God is. And you know, it's far beyond what Job has realised. It's far beyond what Job can take in. It's far beyond what Job can understand or comprehend. Why? Because Job is Job and God is God. So no, we don't have all the answers because it's God's will that we don't. And remember, he is our father. We are his children. But he loves us and he cares for us. And he does it in his way to his will. And he doesn't always tell us why. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we just pray that through this book of Job, you will teach us things that we need to know. And one of the things we need to know is how great and mighty and powerful you are. Help us not to limit you by our assumptions and our own ideas and the things that we come up with when we don't know the answers, like Job's friends were doing and like Job himself was doing. Our Father, just humble us in your presence and teach us. Teach us through the power of your word. For we ask these things in the name and the power and the work of Jesus. Amen.